On mornings like these, I know the whole world is out there to be experienced, observed, and journaled. But maybe this morning, I will sleep in a little, and then later, have an extra cup of tea before I adventure. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Early last fall, I was leading a group of middle school students on a walking field trip behind their school. We walked across a boardwalk over saturated ground that snaked through thick Mirica gale and alder, interrupted by spirea. The goal was to make it to the beach, where we would practice nature journaling by drawing shells and rose hips, but as always happens when you have a particular destination in mind, something distracts you along the way. Moving across the boardwalk was what looked like a bright red ruby, about a half inch across, studded with rhinestones. Feeling completely puzzled by this nature sighting I could not quite figure out from afar, I slowed the group and approached deliberately, only to discover that the rhinestone-studded ruby had eight long, hairy, black-and-white-striped legs. I had never seen a spider like that before, and I was pretty excited about it. I got it to climb on my shoe so I could hop around and show my students up close. I didn't know whether it was a biter, after all, so I uncharacteristically did not pick it up with my bare hands. But for some strange reason, the preteens were decidedly less excited about the bright and shiny spider. Still, I'm not one to scoff at such a teachable moment, so I took a photo to help me identify it later. This time of year, you have a higher chance of discovering a new-to-you spider, and if you're lucky, it might just be the shamrock orb weaver spider. As it turns out, I was lucky to see the spider with a red abdomen because apparently the same species also can sport an abdomen in much less bold shades of brown, white, yellow, orange, or green. The shamrock orb weaver, Arrhenius trifolium, is also identified by having three dark rings around each leg, usually separated by white bands. Carefully carrying the spider on my shoe was evidently a prudent, albeit rather goofy, decision, as they can pack a painful bite causing bee sting-like symptoms. They can be one and a half inches across, including their legs, and share the brilliant web-making prowess of other orb weaver spiders. This group of spiders creates one of the most recognizable spider webs. Picture a stereotypical cartoon spider web. A special organ on the abdomen of the spider, called a spinneret, produces the spider's silk, which is roughly five times stronger than steel. The web itself is round, up to two feet across in the case of the shamrock orb weaver, with 15 to 35 spokes radiating from the center. Those spokes are connected to each other with sticky threads that help capture their flying insect prey. You may have noticed spider webs without the spider in the web itself, just like we don't spend all our time in the kitchen, even if it may feel like it during harvest and canning season. Shamrock orb weavers spend time in retreats, connected to the larger web with a single thread, so they can stay out of the hot sun in the middle of the day while still feeling the vibration of prey caught in their nearby web. Every night, shamrock orb weavers eat their webs, then build a new one in the morning. You'll find mature shamrock orb weaver spiders outdoors from August to October, and they will lay eggs in a silk sack in the fall. Some spiderlings will emerge in the fall, but most will overwinter in the egg sac until spring, when they will emerge, climb to a high point, release a thread to catch the breeze, and balloon to a new spot to start their own web. So the next time nature inspiration strikes, you could look for a spider. Like right now. Is there one in that corner behind you, over your head? On that hard-to-reach windowsill? 
on the eaves of your building? Now's a great time to find spiders, learn to identify them, and figure out what strategies they use to survive the upcoming cold season. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 